Craft Beer Radio, episode 84, July 23rd, 2007. Craft Beer Radio. This is the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. This is Jeff Bear. Hi, Greg Weiss. 84 like the town. Oh, 84 PA. Right. There's a lumber mill there. Indeed, and 84 lumber. golf classic thing or something. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. And tonight, style 16C. Saison. I wonder how many people yelled out, Saison! Before you, you, you spoiled it there. I don't know how many people like remember the BJCP actual style number i'm sure there was a handful of people slash like, letter they're like as soon as i heard 16 c they're like yes well they probably also you know downloaded it and saw oh <laughs> hey they're doing saison well maybe what is a saison jeff <laughs> hey it sounds so familiar well well what should we pour while we're while we're doing this uh let's thingy i'll do jolly pumpkin first Okay. So when I think of Saison, I think of something, well, kind of light, but uh, a little tangy, and um, maybe has a little bit of an earthy flavor to it as well. Sounds pretty good. Mentioned uh, briefly last week, these are typically, uh, they're summer beer styles, but brewed in the winter and spring for drinking throughout the summer because, now this beer pours a lot more carbonation than the pre-show beer. You know, it's too hot to brew beer in the summertime. Uh, Saisons are also... Known to come like come from Wallonia. Wallonia is a French-speaking part of Belgium, originally brewed at the end of the cool season to last throughout the warmer months. Now it's it's also is it a live beer? Live? Um, I sure. mean, well, is it? I, well, is it, is it a beer that's um, sorry, not live, but uh, brewed exposed to the air? Like, oh, so, an open yeah. fermentation. Um, it could be. I'm not sure if. Um, which of these beers are? I know the Jolly Pumpkin does do some open air fermentation. Uh, open fermentation and spontaneous fermentation are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Open fermentation puts a lot of yeast in. It's fermented openly, but the yeast have such a majority share of what's going on there that the wild yeast and the bacteria don't really contribute much, maybe a little bit. Where spontaneous fermentation is you make some beer, you put it out, and you let whatever falls in, right. falls in. So, and you just hope it's yeast. And you know, another thing that I, that I expect that as Saison's, more so than almost any other style, I think, is horse blanket aroma and, and flavor. I wouldn't say more so than a lambic, but I can see why you said that after smelling this one. This one does have some nice tart funk to it. Um, these things are also brewed traditionally with Pilsner malt, so think of some of that DMS right. uh, Pilsner aroma. And now it's not super potent in here, but keeping that in mind might help you figure out what you're smelling as well. Yeah, there's a there's a funky kind of. I don't hate it, I don't love it, but I certainly find it interesting aroma. Yeah, the um, the aroma does have a little bit of sulfur notes to it. Not as bad as like floor drain, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. The sulfur that we're tasting is most likely an intended flavor in this one. In the right combinations, the right proportions, you know, it's that good sour that you can get. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's an interesting aroma. I definitely want to see how this tastes. The carbonation is the first thing I noticed when I took a sip into my mouth. It, um, it's, it's very <laughs> highly carbonated. I mean, it just felt like I was drinking bubbles. 
and between the bubbles was some tartness, uh, a little bit of maltiness. It was uh, more maltier than I would have expected, actually. And um, it's funny because the bubbles just push all that flavor right off your tongue, scrubs it right off. And now I'm getting a little bit of um, an aftertaste that is, um, I don't know, surprisingly like toffee-like. Um, not like dark, maybe more like caramel instead of toffee. Something not as, you know, No, I can high, see that. Um, can. It kind of finishes pretty dry. Mm-hmm. And, and it leaves you with, with sort of a sweet uh, taste. What's very funny to me, and what I laughed at was, I remember our, one of our first couple shows, and I was tasting some sort of IPA, but I think it was maybe a stone beer. Um, just because that seemed to be for the norm for the time. And I said, this gives me the flavor of urinal, right? Oh, I remember that, yeah. And I couldn't, and at that time, I, I couldn't, you know, certainly couldn't appreciate that or couldn't differentiate what that was that was different from an actual urinal than what was there. I'm getting the same kind of flavor in here. That There's a flavor that's in some ways shares some properties uh, flavor-wise with that smell you get in the in, in like an old used urinal. Oh, now, great. I'm not saying that but in in a good way? <laughs> how, do you, how do you say that That's in a good damn way? urinal. It's just there, there are components of, of flavors and aromas that when they're taken as a whole in, in, in a certain situation they can be bad, mm-hmm. but when they are added to a different thing, they can actually be decent and interesting. Yeah, I think we just need to find better vocabulary to describe the urinal taste. <laughs> the aroma. Uh, the style guide goes there, um, I mean, but it's there. It really is there. It, it's it's like okay, it's like a it's like a minor chord and a major chord, right? A major chord can feature some of the same notes that are in a minor chord, but right. Mm-hmm. You get a major chord out of it instead of a minor chord. The, the aroma... I mean, a urinal can feature some of the same aroma notes that are in a, a good one. I'm going to have to go around and start sniffing urinals and see exactly what notes we can pick out. Well, but, uh, you know, you, you do get those bad aromas with it, too, yeah. though. I mean, I, I don't know how else to describe it, how else to accentuate that difference, but there is components. There are components there. Let's read a little bit off the uh, style guide here. For aroma, high fruitiness with low to moderate hop aroma and moderate to no herb. High fruitiness with low to moderate hop aroma and moderate to no herb, spice, and alcohol aroma. Fruity esters dominate the aroma and are often reminiscent of citrus fruits, such as oranges or lemons. Or balls, in this case. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Low to spicy or floral hop aroma is usually present. Uh, It'll be interesting to try to pick the hops out of all these flavors. I mean, I really am detecting very little in terms of of, of a fruity ester or or citrus or orange. Mm Mm-hmm. Under flavor, we have a combination of alcohol, you know, but that's, and there's some weird other ones. There's weird sulfur-esque flavors, you know, dial flavors. Right. The, um, under flavor, combination of fruity and spicy flavors supported with a soft malt character, a low to moderate alcohol presence, and a tart sourness. There's definitely a sourness That wraps up this uh, fairly well. Fruitiness is frequently citrusy, orange, or lemon-like, in addition to one or more spices to add complexity. Low peppery yeast-derived phenols may also be present. There is a bit of a pepperiness here. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird, because how do you tell pepper from strong carbonation? And to a certain point, I think pepper tends to linger a bit. 
a little bit of a pepperiness, and also I kind of feel it a bit in my esophagus, you know, down okay. my uh, right. down my esophagus. It just feels kind of stingy, mm-hmm. and so I think that's kind of that where the peppery sense comes from. The um, I love sour beers, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not a secret. And the tartness that sits in your mouth kind of puckers up the inside of your cheeks and your tongue. That's it's it lingers a little bit, and I find it nice and engaging. And I've had Bam beer before. This is Bam beer from Jolly Pumpkin. And I don't remember it having this much funk to it. It has a lot of funk to it. A very, it, it, it's an interesting sort of funk, but it's also, like, if you're not a beer fan, you're not going to like this. Yeah, I mean, compared... The other one I had before, from what I remember, was, you know, sure, it was an okay saison, but there was really nothing really to hang on and say, yeah, that's a great flavor I want to savor. And uh, this one's different. This one's a lot more complex with the... Maybe it's maybe it's a little off, off in a in a... Moderate to good way because I'm not saying that that little bit of sulfur aroma is completely intended because sulfur is hardly ever an intention, but it works and uh, I think it works well. It actually, I mean, this is a a beer that has yeah, it's got a bit of a. It's a beer that most most beers would call ruined, and it works with this style. Mm-hmm. With it works, a with this style and b with this sort of flight of beers in the sense that we're doing this all saison. Oh, so. it's certainly a clean palate beer, too. We'll be able to go into the next one fairly easy. And it has a low alcohol. This one's only 4.5% compared to the rest of the beers we're drinking tonight. So I wouldn't recommend that, you know, you get a bunch of IPAs and, and Imperial Stouts and you drink this beer, it's going to taste nasty. But you get a bunch of saisons and you drink this beer and, and you're, you're going to probably enjoy it. Did we do any um, details on this beer yet? Uh, no, we did not. Jolly Pumpkin Bam Bam. It's a uh, artisan farmhouse ale that is golden, naturally cloudy, bottle conditioned, dry hopped, for a perfectly refreshing balance of spicy malts, hops, and yeast. There's that marketing speak with that perfectly refreshing. Yes. Yeah, if they would have left that out, I, you know, you probably wouldn't have called them on it. <laughs> Men's Journal top twenty five beers in America. So good award. Yeah. Question, questionable source of you know person you know, giving out valid beer awards, but well, I mean. If they were to say Craft Beer Radio's top ten beer of the year, who would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you win. It's a year-round production. 4.5% alcohol by volume comes in 12-ounce bottles and 750 milliliters. On their website, they mention year-round production. The Beer Advocate mentions Beer Advocate website mentions it's a rotating release, so it must be a relatively I would new trust their website more yeah. than I would trust the Beer Advocate right. stuff. So I mean, I just did you look up. at the Beer Advocate stuff from Lost Abbey? Did you look at how they rated no. them? Like no. Everyone was rated like 87 88 I mean I was just looking at that like even even the quad was rated like an 87 I was thinking okay the quad's gonna be rated 93 or something or mm-hmm. you know 94 87 hmm. interesting I I really really think that the beer advocate uh, as a whole is not a good source for for reviews from real beer connoisseur's perspective. Yeah, well, you know, I hardly ever use reviews or their rankings. It's more so the I have vital used, statistics. I mean, I have used I mean, Beer Advocate. Like, I can get absolutely. Beer Advocate on my phone. I have used it when I'm going into the beer store and I'm looking at something I want to buy, and I look to see what, it, what it's getting on, on Beer Advocate. And when I see something like... And I might have... If I were just using Beer Advocate as a source, mm-hmm. and I saw, you know, some Lost Abbey... I would have said, oh, 87, and I probably want to go for like a 92 or a 93, so I'm not going to get an 87 right now. I could have skipped it just because of that. Yes, and what I intended to say was, for the show notes, I used just the vital statistics 
not really the reviews. The main reason I mentioned the discrepancy was to say maybe it was a seasonal. Now it's full-time, so people can know to look for it more now. That's pretty much what I was getting at. I think maybe we should throw some rate beer reviews in there, too. Just some links. You know, just to change it up a bit. It'll take me longer to put the notes together. You know what other thing I don't like about Beer Advocate? As long as I'm on this rant. Do you have to register in order to search? Yeah. You don't have to do that in Raid Beer. Okay. I like the color of some Beer Advocate, so there. Okay, the color <laughs> of the better. <laughs> we are drinking these, by the way, in uh, brandy. Well, these aren't really brandy sippers, are they? They're tulip glasses. No, they're, yeah, they're tulip glasses. You'd, you'd want to drink these at a, a warmer temperature. Um, up to, you know, warm cellar. So high 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. Heck, they might even taste good in the 60s. Wouldn't go too much beyond that. I wouldn't go room temperature with these. Because you yeah. still want a little bit of a refreshing quality to them. Mm-hmm. No, one th- thing I don't like is that the Jolly Pumpkin's gone already. Well, we'll see. Maybe the other ones might be better. They might be. So like, for instance, this Red Sky at Night. Yeah, let's see that one. This is from uh, Clipper City Brewing Company. Out of Maryland. Alcohol by volume is 8%. 8%. It's, uh, this pours like a neon yellow. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, Magnum and Steering Golding hops, pills, carapils, and wheat malts. Belgian candy sugar as well. That's, That's very contra- gingery. That's isn't a it? contrasting flavor. Yeah, there's a ton of sweet malt something or another in the nose. Kind of ginger ale-ish. See, I'm not getting ginger at all. I'm getting... Kind of a weedy biscuit flavor. Or aroma. I keep doing that same thing, too. I keep saying flavors instead of aroma, just like you do. I always do that. I got you saying it now. I should put another sign up on the wall. Talk slowly, and it's aroma, not flavor, dumbass. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to figure out where I'm getting that... Oh, you know what the aroma is kind of like? It, it's reminiscent of like a cough syrup, but you know, not nearly as potent. Give it a taste. It tastes like cough syrup. Yeah, it does. It kind of tastes like a honey cough syrup. Yeah, it tastes like honey. I mean, I wasn't thinking cough syrup. I was thinking honey mostly. And then mm-hmm. when Jeff said cough syrup, it's like a light went off in my head. Like mm-hmm. bam, it coats your mouth kind of like cough syrup. No, I will say that it's you know. It's a fraction of what cough syrup does. It's not nearly as viscous. Right, it's, it's not. Like, yeah. I mean, physically, it's everyone knows it's not as viscous as cough syrup. But flavor-wise, it, it's not as viscous either. It's it's just reminiscent of what co- like very watered-down cough syrup could be like. It's got a little bit of a cloyingness to it, which is similar mm-hmm. to cough syrup. So there is that. It's funny because they say on here, in, in part of their marketing area, enormously complex. Whereas... I don't feel it's enormously complex. I mean, there's some complex flavors at the end after when as it's going away. It do, it's certainly not crisp and clean like the Bambier. I mean, Absolutely. no, we you have to consider a little bit about what we're comparing it to, right? We're comparing it to Bambier, which was a very very good. Okay, so I I couldn't remember how old the beer was. It um, it is a little past due. It says purchased before January, so it's about six months old. I think for saison, I think that's okay. It is. There's not much yeast in the bottle, if any. So it's it's either filtered or not bottle conditioned. If it's unfiltered, that there's a little bit of stuff floating in the beer, though. So maybe it is. 
It looks to be bottle conditioned for me. I mean, oh, there's, you see no, there's nothing at the bottom there. There's just, you know, a little bit of... Yeah, but there's... I mean, I got floaters in my glass. Do you have anything floating in there? You say you got floaters in your glass. That is a whole different connotation to me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's definitely like drinking some kind of medicinal drink, though. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't quite hit me right. I could see how this might appeal to someone who likes sweet sweet beers. This is it's it's really kind of cloying and it's sticking there on the back of my tongue. Maybe could this even be like something that would be geared? I don't want to say geared toward. Could this be something that would appeal to a non beer drinker, a, a wine, a fruit, uh, fruity wine or a malt beverage type drinker? This this might actually, even though we're not loving it, I could see how it might actually be some kind of gateway. Uh, I mean, it it still has kind of you well. Know, I I still feel like it's really hard to be a gateway beer and not also entice like a real beer fan. Let's let me hold on a second. Let me grab something real quick. I'm gonna pause. Okay, so what I have here is um, it's either apricot or peach wine that someone Heather knows. She Heather had a taste and she liked it, so she ordered some homebrew, paid for the materials. The guy gave her like a ton, and Heather's not even finished one bottle of it yet. But it definitely smells like peach. Big time, and this might not be what the saison is reminding me of, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna taste up here. This is a white wine. It's a this is a white wine, and it's called peach. Subtle aromas of peach. Well, not subtle, okay. <laughs> yes. prominent, aromas. prominent peach aromas, and uh, let's not turn this into Gregory and Jeffrey's extravagant journey from the wine cellar, and uh, just see if this has anything that reminds you of the saison. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's strong. I guess, well, there's a little bit at the end of the Saison that's kind of reminiscent to this. In comparison, the Saison tastes great. <laughs> that's, what's really, that's what's really interesting. I mean, when you compare this, you know, this really strong, vinous and extremely strong peach uh, concoction to the Saison... Saison comes through as like, oh, it's got carbonation, it's got some, you know, like beerish flavors, it's got some pills and maltish flavors, it's got um, some of that fruitiness, but not a lot. It, I mean, it's to, to compare, in comparison, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, compared to like the Bambir, it, it doesn't really hold up. Mm-mm. Okay, so here, let me get these wine glasses out of here. Actually, they're not wine glasses, they're my Cantillon glasses. Beautiful specimens of glassware. Indeed. Contaminated with peach wine. <laughs> I don't want to imply that this red sky at night is horrible because it's not. It's just uh, not really what I'm looking for in a saison. It's a little too sweet for me. Yeah, it it would probably compare to uh, Yard's saison, but to anything out of Belgium, I don't, I don't know if it would really stand up. Too or cloying I should for say my to, taste. To anything decent from excuse me from Belgium. Rabbit, rabbit. Um, or would you rather do? Uh, let's do victory first. Victory five. Why victory first? It's a little bit lower in alcohol. <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, ultimately, we're all going to put the alcohol in this eventually. So, right. But the longer we can maintain lower levels of drunkenness, the more I don't better show. I don't think make. five minutes is going to make a difference. It makes the world a difference, Greg. <laughs> okay, so we are in a. Seven- you know what? You guys will be the judge of that. 
We're in a cork and cage bottle here. This is the Victory V Saison series. It's a limited release that they put out. 7.5% alcohol by volume. So, you say limited release, but it says uh, brewed year round. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then golly. It's not, really limit. it's not so limited anymore. Um, cut out the marketing here. Hops in the Czech Republic, which are uh, Zotz and Hillertau Tetnang. Uh, East Kemp Goldings, Whole Flowers, and imported German malts. One thing about Victory Brewing is every beer they make, they use whole flower hops. They don't use any pellets. That's cool. They feel that it gives it a better product. Um, Just like Budweiser. Just like Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch uses... Yeah, they do use whole flowers, don't they? Uh-huh. That's interesting. But, of course, they have huge, huge hop facilities. Not, maybe for Budweiser, but not for all their beers, because on the uh, History's Modern Marvels Brewing, they're at a Budweiser plant, and the guy has a big garbage can on this hydraulic lift, and he's pouring pelletized hops into the brew kettle. So There's that funk again. There we go. That smells great. That has just enough funk to smell Saison-ish. Yeah, there's but, a different difference between the two beers we've had, two good Saisons, and then what we've had from, from uh, Clipper City, which, you know, just compared in a flight, it's just too sweet. Yeah. Way too sweet. So again, a little bit of that, that funk, that horse blankety aroma. Um, and, of course, all these are going to be really crystal clear. Actually, the um, that pre-show beer, the... The heavyweight was a bit cloudy. They're all bottle conditions, so it all depends on well, how you... Well, the heavyweight, we also thought, had a little bit of... A, uh, well, it all depends on how you pour it. Mm. I mean, because look how much funk is in the bottom of the Bam beer bottle. Yeah, oh. there's a lot of funk there. So, I mean, it, it all depends on how you pour it and how clear it's going to be. Um, I haven't been, you know, trying to rouse any sediment in these beers. I think they're probably better without the sediment, but maybe we'll do a little experiment uh, a little bit later. You can mix them together like collaboration, not litigation. <laughs> I was thinking more so just try some with the uh, yeast and see if it tastes different, like how a wit beer does. Toward the shot. So what's interesting here is that it's not crisp and clean like the 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 bam beer. Like fin- it doesn't finish that way. Uh, it finishes kind of wet. It has a taste like there's some uh, candy sugar in there. Yeah, you get I think that so. sharpness that. That's, that's something you get out of Belgian triples, you know, that just that sharpness, that dryness, that chalkiness almost. But at the same time, it doesn't have the the, the severe kind of funk that Bam Beer had. It doesn't mm-hmm. have that. Uh, I mean, there's a bit of, and as I was saying that, I just I tasted a bit of it. So there's a bit of, of funk there, um, of that horse blankety. I keep saying horse blanket. I'm not sure how else to to define it. Is it just phenols? I mean, are you actually getting sulfurs and and sourness, or is it just peppery? And it's just, it's more peppery, maybe a little bit of sulfury. I I don't know. It, it it's. I mean, think 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 what the phenols and the DMS slash you know Pilsner mold flavor can give you. And does that match what you're tasting? No. Okay. No. There's a distinct kind of, and also maybe drainish flavor there, and flavorful ale slides into flavors of honey and mildly tart fruit, leaving a refreshing impression of dryness. This is a quenching, invigorating ale, <laughs> despite its substantial strength. I feel this substantial strength already. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I it, it's funny because you got right you got these saisons that are do, kind of doing seven and a half nine percent, and the beer was four and a half percent and tremendous. Yeah, you, so you, it shows you you do not need a lot of alcohol for uh, a lot of flavor. I wouldn't call bad beer tremendous though. I think that's, the, uh, that's taking it a bit too far. The range for um, saisons are between five and eight and a half percent. So that's from the BJCP. So the Bane beer is actually off the bottom end of strength for a Saison. And the Rabbit Rabbit is off the top end. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used to be a uh, really big fan of Victory Saison. I used to think it was, the, you know, the cat's ass. And uh, not loving this. Really? I'm I'm liking it uh, uh, certainly more than Red Sky Night. The, uh, that, that... That flavor that I'm getting that it might be from Belgian candy sugar, that dry chalkiness, um, just not hit me right. I just don't like it. Tisha's is out. Absolutely. So, do you want to um, go over the answers from what style am I? We have them here? No, I didn't print them out. They're on the screen. Ow. So, last week we, uh, or last time. Uh, well, two, two weeks ago. Last three weeks ago. Last time. We uh, didn't have any good what beer am I, so I came up with the, the what style am I, and I found a homebrew recipe that was, I thought, a pretty easy style to guess, and uh, and went with it. And we got a lot of good response. We got uh, two people who had gotten it wrong, and then we got Rick Sellers, who I uh, will read his comment in a little bit here. Okay. But the uh, the clues were, uh, I use uh, Y-East 1968, original gravity is 1056, my alcohol is 5.5. Color is 50 plus. Hop IBU uses 25.2. I use a two row pale ale malt. 16, 16 pounds uh, of it. 16 pounds of two row uh, pale ale malt. Three pounds of 32 Lava Bond crystal. Okay. One pound, five ounces of chocolate malt, and 10 ounces of black patent. Four ounces of East Kent Goldings for bittering, and two for finishing. And the, uh, the answer was a robust porter. Most people nailed that. The black patent and the chocolate malt was a pretty good yeah. indicator on that one. We had uh, like 13 people got the right answer. So we have Aaron Chamberlain, Philip Madden, Brian. Peter Twig from Seattle, Don Osborne from St. Paul, Minnesota. Eric Court from South Minneapolis, Minnesota. Tom Bonner, Chris Washenberger. Terry Sale from Berkeley, California. Kurt Wallinger from Ashwebdenham, Wisconsin. David Kubrick from Bellefont, PA. He uh, gave us all the pronunciation for his last name and for the city. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Tom Schmidlin, former beer drinker of the year. So Rick Sellers, uh, he had a bit of a comment here. 20 pounds of grain for a five-gallon batch and only 1.056 original gravity means he had really bad mash efficiency for that porter you made. Of course, that would be a robust porter. He goes on. So he mentioned that this homebrew recipe has a horrible efficiency. <laughs> and then since it is a what or a what style am I, our first one, there were two people who uh, who got it wrong, but we're going to throw them in anyway. Okay. Chris Norick and, and Scott Burton um, guessed incorrect styles. So. Uh, the winner is Tom Bonner from... They didn't specify. Well, hopefully you send an email, Tom, because you just want a, a pint glass from East End Brewing Company. Buy a good friend a good beer. And we'll send it out to you eventually. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good way to put it because, yeah, I'm so crazy busy that um, pint glasses are a couple months behind. But you will get your pint glasses. Among other things, you might as well mention this on the main show, the uh, multi-brew experiment was the 
What's the okay? The multi brew experiment. There are three people out there who got multi brews. We have um, Jamie Barlow, John Miller, and Sean Cray. I I, I know Jamie got the beers. Uh, I UPS beers to Sean and and John, but they never emailed me saying they got them. So hey guys, let me know if you got the beers. Okay, and uh, we'll try to do a multi brew maybe next week. Maybe if they're any good. It's been the the multi brew experiment number two has been a debacle for sure. And it's been completely my fault. If worst comes to worst, we can just abandon the whole thing and just be like, okay, we tried, didn't really we, work we out. We could, um... I mean, it, it's not like the six we had last time. We only have four. It's not going to be quite the same kind of show. Yeah. Yeah, things just fell apart. So, yeah, that's the multi-brew. Things do fall apart. Yeah, so The circle cannot hold. So, the since most of the people are just listening to last week's shows for the first time, do we really need... I guess and what rough beast slouches towards Bethlehem, waiting to be born? What? Never mind. Okay. Okay, so I wanted to say, so I wanted to pitch the DVD a little <laughs> Not bit. Not a Yates fan, I guess. No, no, I wanted to pitch the DVD a little bit and get some cash. Um, mentioned it last week. Craft Beer Radio DVD. I haven't got any new swag, but that's because the, the last show's only been out for a day. Um... But $25, you can get the second year of Craft Beer Radio on a DVD-ROM and MP3 format. High-quality MP3s. So it'll sound even more cl- clear and, and sexy. Um, it's the center cannot hold, not the circle cannot hold. You know, I shouldn't do these things right off the top of my head because I always get them wrong. Yeah, you yeah, get a bunch of feedback for that. No, well. So let's go on to the DVD, huh? It's simple. We're not going to waste a lot of time on it this week like we did last week. Uh, we have our DVD you can buy on our website, $25. Uh, you get a DVD of the second year of Craft Beer Radio. But what is really cool about this year is we have a bunch of beer swag to give away. we got t-shirts and Absolutely. hats from a bunch of microbreweries. we got some glassware. We have a dog bowl from Flying Dog. And, of course, the uh, the ladies' panties. The ladies' panties. we got books, too. Um, and, you know, I told all the brewers that we promote them. So let me run through the list of breweries. Really. We have East End, Dogfish Head, Flying Dog, Brooklyn, Boulevard, Trogues, and that's it. So, <laughs> so far. Hopefully this will grow and we'll get some more cool stuff. There's a lot of stuff to give away. I mean, you have a good chance of getting a t-shirt or a hat or a book or glassware if for your $25 purchase slash donation of the right. second anniversary DVD. Uh, the link is on the top of our website. You can't miss it. It's uh, through PayPal. And uh, go buy the DVD. Buy the DVD. All right. So we're finishing up the uh, Victory V Saison um, from Victory Brewing Company down in town, Pennsylvania. They don't have a slogan, do they? Um, their Hop Devil slogan is um, deliciously evil or what is it? Maliciously delicious or. <laughs> maliciously delicious. <laughs> I, actually, I actually like this. This might be my favorite of the night so far. To be totally honest with you, okay, because it, it doesn't have quite the kind of the same kind of funk of Bam Beer, but I'm not always looking for a funk. Right now, it's reminding me of like um, Duval or something like that. Okay, I'm just saying, you know, some of our listeners, a lot of listeners, have had Duval, so they could use that as a reference to what it tastes like. But um, I can't even think what Duval so, tastes like so right now. So to me, it's like you kind of lost me there. Dry golden ale, a little bit. I mean, really dry character, but. Just a touch. This doesn't really taste me. This doesn't taste me like really dry because it, it kind of really? ends. It ends. The bad beer was a lot drier than this. See, I'm just getting this borderline, the you know, chalky dryness for the finish there, and it's. 
I, I don't taste this as being chalky at all. I don't really understand where you're getting that from. So you're wrong. You're wrong, Jeff. I'm always wrong. That's that's what I'm here for, to be wrong. No, I really don't um, I don't taste that, so I'm not sure where you're getting that character from. But we do have different tongues. Oh, if we could switch tongues for a day. <laughs> uh, okay, so our last beer is the the Rabid Rabbit from Three Freuds. Okay, so on the label here we have this big green monster rabbit beating up a little elf guy. Rabbit, rabbit, three Floyds. It's not normal, it says here on the label. <laughs> now, three Floyds hasn't really disappointed us yet. Now, this is from Monster Indiana. I, sp- I suppose these were donated to us because it's not um, like we can find. Likely it was Monkey Toe, but I hate to snub someone else if they sent it in. There's a funky. Oop, there's a funky smell. Ninety percent alcohol, so this is this is going to top out the night. Uh, it's also got. Well, we don't really have much uh, much other information from it. It's brewed year round. Okay, on the bottle, they actually have more information than they do on their website. Oh, on their website, it wasn't listed at all. Weird. Yeah, right. right. So here we have on the label is. Uh, Look how orange that is. Deep golden complex, spiced Belgian ale with chamomile. And rock candy. Chamomile. Interesting. A mysterious and refreshing mouthfeel and flavor. It smells like a Three Floyds beer, doesn't it? I mean, it's really malty and hoppy. <laughs> it's also... Wow, sp- it smells... It it's, has... The cam- I mean, it must be the chamomile. I don't know exactly what chamomile... Well, do I? It definitely has this tea-type aroma to it. It's, it's potent. It's, Look it's, how orange this is. I mean, like compared this- to the other ones, this is like a deep amber... I mean, it's if I was smelling this out, knowing it's a saison, I'd say, oh yeah, that's a Christmas beer. That's completely a Christmas beer aroma wise. I'd guess that this is almost close to a, a, an IPA because there are no way. Yeah, because no. I'm, I'm thinking of um, what you call what what kind of hops is that? Uh, um, Chamomile hops? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Amarillo hops? No, no, yeah, absolutely. No, no, because. No, no, no. Definitely, a hundred percent. No, yeah, because there, zero. There, there, there's a heavy malt presence, and there's a bit of of a of a I don't know a uh, it, it smells like like a hoppy IPA that that's uh, Amarillo or maybe what was the other one? Holy crap! That's like sucking on potpourri. I mean, it's like drinking. Wow, it's like okay. Drinking, well, it tastes like, different than it smells. That's for sure. It's like. Gingerbread and and other flavors like sucking on potpourri is a very very apt description, but it is not normal. That's for sure. They got the label right. But Jesus, that's fantastic! Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It. I don't know how they can call it a saison, though. I mean, maybe it. What, do you, what else do you call it? <laughs> You sell it as a holiday seasonal. I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm seeing it, you know, cold day, snow on the ground, sleigh bells ring, are you listening? I don't know if, if it quite has that kind of viscosity for that. Oh, yeah, it does. It's 9%. It, it has plenty it does, it, it of just, It feels a little watery. plenty of warming. I, I mean, no, it feels a little aqueous, I should say. It, it doesn't feel quite like it has the same that viscosity that I would expect out of a winter beer. But at the same time, man, there's, there's a... It is like you, you, you've you've got a chiffonade of all the potpourri and just throw that just into your beer. That's it's like Christmas cookies and 
and you know all kinds of other glaze and aromatics that you get around the holiday time. It's yeah, yeah. There's a there's a frosting flavor there, right? And gingerbread cookies is, is a great description yeah, because I, mean, I, I hesitated to say gingerbread because it doesn't have a ginger taste, but it has a gingerbread cookie taste. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a fascinating beer. <laughs> You know what I taste though? I taste a little bit of diacetyl. Mm-hmm. And and diacetyl is, is in the style guide it says no diacetyl. And uh See I'm bad at picking out diacetyl, so I don't know. I mean I'm not I mean, Rick, it's a butterscotch flavor. I mean yeah. you can Well Rick Sellers taught me a trick of if you're not perceptive to tasting diacetyl, you can often pick it out in the texture of the beer. Your tongue will be a little bit slippery around your mouth, stuff like that. I'm not able to um, to pick it up in this one. I think it's there a bit. I don't think this fits a, a saison style. I think you're right in that sense. I think that this is kind of outside the norm for saison. It's, it's not normal. It says right on the label, right? Yeah, there. twice. I mean, if, if, three if, times. If I was judging a saison thing, if, if I was a BJCP uh, judge. Judging a saison, this would not win. This would not even get come close. Now they have this pretty psychedelic label, and on the one beside this, the screaming, drooling rabbit, rabbit, they have an Easter basket. So, what about this, like pairing with like ham and like Easter fare? Ham is too salty for this. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, pair it with uh, Peeps and and Cadbury cream eggs and chocolate rabbits. <laughs> Cadbury cream eggs are a bit too. You ever you, know, you have those they're nasty. And, they're nasty. And you, you feel like your entire body is being sucked up into a sugar void. I, I feel like my teeth are getting eaten away yeah. by the cream egg. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I feel with cream egg. There's a. It, it's like it's it's almost it's think, almost kind of a half pain, half joy type thing <laughs> when you take it. You like you feel like. I mean, I feel when I have something that sweet and that rich, I feel like I'm being sucked into it. Yeah. From starting from my tongue, and it's like a black hole of sweetness. Right. I mean, how about like a peep on the edge of the glass here? <laughs> like a sip of lemon garbaging and a peep. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, I was not exactly uh, thrown into a whole bunch of Easter <laughs> right, candies right. when I was a kid. So right. I, I don't really have the same experience that other people have had with, with peeps and Certainly had Cadbury cream eggs, but only because, hey, they're really sweet <laughs> when you're a kid. That's all you really want. Right. Um, I do know that Peeps explode in microwaves. That's pretty much my knowledge of Peeps ends there, and yeah. they're made of marshmallow. Yeah, they're basically marshmallow with sugar coating on the outside. Um, so, like, what else has a sugar coating like that? Hell, I, I mean, com- take Lucky a marshmallow. Charms. No, com- I mean, granulated sugar, blue granulated sugar completely covering the outside of a marshmallow. Yeah, peeps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything else. I'll have to buy you some peeps next year. Maybe. Maybe when Easter comes help, around. I hope my Jew friend experience peeps. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll bring you some... Uh, <laughs> What's those little chocolate-covered coins? Oh, my Jew friend. <laughs> I'll, bring <laughs> I'll bring you some... Uh, some some honey and apples for Rosh Hashanah. What are those coins? The the golden coin. The gelt. Gold, gelt. That's it. Yeah. If you want, really, you know, I mean, it's nasty chocolate with gold foil around it. So <laughs> <laughs> you can play dreidel. <laughs> 
get a little bit pro show, so let's, uh, let's focus. Let's finish up the uh, Rabbit okay. Rabbit and Rate. Which we should say we love the pro show. We love the pre and pro show. And we're not just saying that for you, Mike. So, yeah, I mean, this guy is a great beer. It's a strong beer. If I was if I was judging, like I said, Saison's, this would not rank high. Fortunately, I'm not. In the sense that I'm not a BJCP judge. So you're doing it on enjoyability. Yeah, this time I think I'm going to have to because they're all kind of, I mean, like, I don't know if Red Sky at Night would certainly would, would qualify as a true Saison either. I don't, it's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, if you were judging in a homebrew competition, the Red Sky at Night and the Rabbit Rabbit would both, well, the Red Sky at Night would rank poorly. And the Rabbit Rabbit would be a, a DNQ, right? Yeah. Did not qualify for styles. So you should have entered that in the spice Christmas beer category. In terms of enjoyable beer, it was number one, and no question in my mind that it, it, it was it was the number one beer of the night for me. So, um, then, I mean, it's three Floyds. It's hard for it to go wrong. See, now this is going to be tough for me picking my number one because do I take the really damn good off style beer, or do I take the nearly as damn good on style beer? It's up to you. I mean, for instance, I don't find the thing you say the nearly as damn good on a sal beer. It's not number two for me. Number two would be the victory. Season. See, I see, think so, I so the uh, the Jolly Pumpkin Bam beer is the one I'm considering. Do I pick the Three Floyds Christmas beer, which is Rabbit Rabbit, or do I, which isn't technically the Christmas beer, right? Or do I pick the Bam beer? <laughs> now, being a you know freak for sour beers, are I'm you gonna let me finish my list, or are you gonna just no? I'm jump gonna keep on? interrupting. Go ahead. <laughs> So after my Saison, which would be number two, then I would pick the Vampire, uh, which has a nice label. I like the label, actually. It's kind of a cute dog thing on the label here. Uh, I kind of like the, uh, the, the Jolly Pumpkin, but I just felt that funk was... I don't know. I, I kind of felt like the Victory Saison had more of what I'm looking for in a Saison. Uh, and the bath beer was, was good, but that funk was a little too present for me. And right. Yeah, you know, it, it was decent, but it was also like I would not like that in anything other than, than a saison flight. Right. So I don't know how you're going to rate that. Then I would put the pre-show beer saison to the sour, which you're not going to be able to find, frankly. For no, the saison, the pre-show beer. Okay. I mean, it's it's you know you're not going to be able to find it, but I did. I think that that ranks after Jolly Pumpkin, and then the Red Sky at Night, which I just I didn't really like it that much. Yeah. So my number one beer, I'm going to put the Bam beer first. I immensely enjoyed it, enjoyed it, and it was on style. Number two, I'm going to put the Three Floyds. I immensely enjoyed that, and it, it was, was off style. Off style. Um, I do think if I was, if all things were equal, I think I did enjoy the Bam beer better because it was dry, less sticky, and four and a half percent alcohol. This is near. This is a session beer. Yeah, I mean that, that's nice about it. That's yeah. that's true. So at nine percent alcohol, the Three Floyds is is sipper, and it tastes like a sipper. You couldn't drink a lot of it if you wanted to. <laughs> this is fantastic, though. It is. It is fantastic. Uh, number three is the Victory. Number four, I'll throw in the pre-show beer, the uh, the heavyweight um, saison. Uh, actually, you know what? I like the heavyweight better than the Victory. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. that's up to you. So I felt the heavyweight was kind of, and I'm not, not interrupting you, but the heavyweight was kind of. I don't know, Sprite-ish when compared to uh, the Saison or like Orange Crush. See, I think the victory really did not hit me well tonight. Huh. Um, I kept get, tasting that, that that Belgian candy sugar fermented, dry, heart, chart, 
chalky. What I, you know, what I'm adopting is chalkiness. And tonight, that flavor was just, you know, it was like smoke for you a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's just a flavor that was not appealing to me tonight. Well, I can understand that. So um, after the heavyweight, the victory, I lived it. and then the Clipper City is going to come in at the end. Um, like I said, it only tasted good after we drank that that peach wine. Um, <laughs> Let me see that peach wine again. Let me try that, and then the three Floyds. I got to see what this is like. Wow, <laughs> that's so sugary. I mean, it's so sweet. It's like Kool Aid. Oh my god! It's like those box white Zinfandels. Mm-hmm. Actually, it ruins. I took a sip right after the three Floyds. Right after it, it completely ruined the taste of the three Floyds. I don't think so. Well, I took it very closely afterwards. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I tasted like nothing but peach wine still. So that ruined a whole sip of Three Floyds for me. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to Craft Beer Radio Episode 84. Next week will be Episode 85. <laughs> wow, you think? Yes, it will. And um, we have some more Belgians. We're getting to the point where we're going to start doing like crazy like Oak Age Belgians and stuff like that. Okay. So, it'll get... Our ex- Belgian flight continues. It'll get interesting. And, you know, I'm thinking we might have to have a, a middle-of-summer uh, barley wine show. <laughs> just just to screw things up. <laughs> We're just so Tuesday we got to work on... Oh, it's got such a headache. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you want to buy our DVD, um, send us an email, Beer Craft Beer Radio. We haven't got much email lately. You guys are slacking. We've been putting out a show like every week. Except for last week. Talk to you later. See ya. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com and feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information.